Tubals in a China Shop is brought to you by these great companies that are giving us money to let you listen to their stuff. Bullshit, Kyle. We make this show. We make this show. You and me. Tubals in a China Shop is brought to you by us. <laughs> Someone's got to pay the bills, Dan, because it's not our trading. <laughs> <laughs> All right, roll them. You are listening to an entertainment program put together by a company called Financial Ineptitude. Anything said on this show is not an endorsement or professional advice. Would you really want to tell a court of law you were suing us because you thought taking financial advice from two idiots on a podcast put out by Financial Ineptitude was a good idea? Really? Clown hats on your face. Well, Ooh. hello and welcome, everyone. Welcome to the China Shop. You fucking made it today. Good job. I'm so glad everybody's here. I'm Shopkeeper Dan. With me, as always, is Kyle, creator of FinancialNeptitude.com. How are you doing today, Kyle? You. <laughs> oh, I, I think that means you're doing good. Excellent. I'm All right. doing great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Glad, glad to hear that. Anything in particular making you feel so great? Oh, no. Just a good week. Excellent. I'm, I've also feel like I've had a good week. And we hope you've all out there had a good week, too, as we invite you on into the shop with us today. Sit back, relax, hedge against the rage machine. We'd like to welcome any new listeners just joining us. We're here smashing our way through a complete set of fine china, sharing those ever-growing strategies for maximizing gains and cutting losses. If you are new to the shop and stock trading in general, you can always check out our knowledge and resource centers on financialnetsuit.com. Or you can give one of our many beginning trading episodes a listen. We'll have all those links in the episode description for you. But the best place we like to be is the Discord server. The free Discord server. It's the, that's right. That's right. The free Discord <laughs> server that we get on just about every damn day uh, is just a really awesome place to be. So, you know, it's free. You don't got any excuses. Just get on there already. Not only is it free, it actually costs us money because we like to give away welcome gifts. What? They get a welcome gift? How do they do that, Kyle? They just have to send us their mailing address, and we will send them some smashable drinkware. Excellent. Yes. Smash it yourself, swag. All right. That's awesome. I, I think we're the only one, only people out there right now giving out swag just for joining the Discord server. I'm sure somebody else does, but I've not heard of it. We're just so glad everybody's here. It's it's a lot better with friends, and the, the more the merrier. It, this is amazing. I really love it here at the shop, and I hope you do too, Kyle, and folks at home, both. Kyle, do we have any show news to report? <laughs> uh, yeah, we finished recording with Orderflow Labs. Uh, Leo and Flary came back. That episode should drop on Wednesday. Oh, that was good. We've got Harold Vanderlind, the Asian stock market expert. Uh, we're going to be recording with him on Sunday. Derek Oldensmith, another expert trader. And then Jared Bibler comes back. Ooh. For anybody who do, does want to submit any questions for these upcoming guests, we do have a channel on our Discord dedicated to do just that. And thanks to everyone who submitted stuff for the uh, order flow labs. There's some really good questions in there. And it's nice when I don't have to, uh, you know, do as much work. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, no, we always get better questions when, when we get the folks at home. Oh, excuse me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I should say, I always get better questions oh, than okay. the ones I think of. <laughs> good save. All right, Dan, you ready to do the, our, my favorite segment of the week? No, no, because first I got to tell them about what kind of show they're going to have. Oh, all right. All right. Yep. Folks, yeah. we have got a perceptive, pernicious, perishable episode for you today. Plenty of <laughs> market moving news, stocks on the radar, and more options than a sailor in a sailing store. No, I, <laughs> the one I wrote down was the one I sent to Anthony Fatsies that I didn't oh. want to, I didn't want to repeat. And I got to that point in the script. And I'm like, oh, and just panicked. Then <laughs> <laughs> more options than a sailor on the ocean. Phoning it in this week, folks. <laughs> that, it's a dud this week, folks. <laughs> Take that, Dan. Uh, reach out to us, folks. We do love those messages and comments on Twitter and Facebook, uh, on our Discord, which the link is in the episode description, of course. If you're old school, you can send us an email to the number two bulls at financialneptitude.com, or you can give us a phone call, 725-22-BULLS. Maybe you got a hot stock tip. Maybe you want to tell us about a great trade you, you just made, or maybe you want to tell us about how you're finally going to give up stock trading and podcasting and follow your dream of going and working a good solid nine to five at a corporate dead end job. 
It doesn't matter. We just love it when you reach out. Hang on, Dan. You're not, you're not quitting, are you? April Fools! Oh, oh come on, yeah, Kyle. Yeah, like, I wanna... You asshole. <laughs> <laughs> it's the second. Oh, yeah, finally, finally get that sweet corporate gig. Oh, I do love... I do love going into an office every day. Oh, boy. (laughs) We did get a message from our friend Jeremy on Facebook. Um, First of all, he's saying he did like the uh, Anthony Fetzies and was asking when we're going to get Dr. Hans back. Oh, yeah. Uh, The other thing he said, which was the best part, was that he... uh, that you and I are doing a great job and he loves listening to random kick our ass every week. (laughs) (laughs) Damn random. Thank you, Jeremy, for being a dick. (laughs) 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 And uh, I will reach out to Dr. Hans to try to get him back on the schedule. Wait, 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 wait. Random has fans now. Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah. Random's got better. Damn it. It's got more fans than we do. Someone needs to start the Twitter page. <laughs> right? <laughs> Random stock here. I like this one. <laughs> <laughs> Try to beat it. <laughs> oh, God. That's... Oh, wow. Fuck. Now we have to do that. You know that, right? <sighs> yeah. No, we do. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Well, at least other people will know the pain. Yeah. 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 Speaking right, of now, the pain... Yeah, speaking of the pain. All right, bring it, Kyle. Well, I think you get to go first. I do. Okay, so my bet pick was SPXS, the triple leveraged bear fund in the S&P. It it opened the week at, what was it, $17.63. It went uh, down, down, down. No stop loss because it was the end of the month. Tuesday, though, it turned around and went up, up, up. But it still ended the week about 14 cents down at $17.49, which means I lose another $4.5 and brings my bet total down to $465.86. So, yes, I I lost 7% this month. Let's see. What did I have? I had AMC, and I had it at just the right time. Mm -hmm. AMC opened on Monday at $20.61. Uh, pretty much immediately hit my first take profit at what was that twenty five? Mm-hmm. Uh, tagged thirty four thirty three on Tuesday before triggering my fifteen percent trail at twenty nine eighteen. So that brings my total oh, good to six hundred and eleven dollars and forty nine cents. And the side bet. Oh yeah, and it did end green. It did end around twenty three or twenty two. I lose another twenty five. You gain another twenty five, which puts me at four forty. And puts me at six thirty six forty nine. And random, random opened the week uh, with GAN at five thirty two, which also closed at four seventy one on Friday. So random actually lost seventy bucks. Seventy. It's uh, it's now <laughs> it finished at five oh seven seventy nine. Take that, random. Take that. I don't even care about beating you. <laughs> oh, oh man, that makes me feel bad. Now random's your nemesis, right? Like, I'm not even competition anymore. You only have to beat random. <laughs> Yours too. Do you care about beating me or do you care about beating random? <laughs> Otherwise, why would we made a side bet? At this point, I just want to finish <laughs> above trying, $500. <laughs> just trying to game the system. Ah, <laughs> oh, sweet, sweet vengeance is mine. Suck a deck random. Well, good. You can give random the bet consequences. Oh, yeah. You should have to open up a Twitter account. Oh, God damn it. I have to do the random Twitter? Oh. No, random has to. I'm giving consequences to random. I say you should put it out to the whole world. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> I'm just wondering who in the company is going to be operating a random Twitter account. Fortunately, it's probably going to be me. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, all right, let's uh, let's move on. Let's talk about some news. Dow drops deep on moving inflation, COVID frustration, war damnation. We're just bringing you the fucking news. You gotta recognize the game if you don't want to lose. We're just skip-skip-tools trading information. Yeah, we are. Rioters raiding, oh. insider trading, taxes mm. are raising, bills mm. on the hill. We got a crypto mill. No, they ain't growing weed. When the Fed speaks today, it's some shit we don't need. Bring it, man. Two trading information. What? Two trading information. I'm inclined to agree. Two 
trading information. That is accurate. Very accurate. What information? What? We got a lot of news going on this this big week, Kyle. This is yeah. a really big week. Why don't you uh, why don't you lead us off? What's your, what's your biggest story? I think the biggest story I have, well, the biggest in terms of economy-wise, I'll say, is uh, the Eurozone inflation in the EU has hit another record high of 7.5% oh. as the uh, Russian-Ukraine invasion continues to push up energy prices. What were they at before? 5.9% was the last headline. I thought they weren't as bad as us. That sounds pretty terrible, though, 75 Yeah. Yeah, and that's that seems to be some robust growth in a month. <laughs> robust inflation growth. <laughs> I'd be buying that if it's a chart. <laughs> right. Uh, some economists are, are starting to wonder, perhaps, maybe, will there be a recession in 2022 in Europe? <laughs> hey, guys, maybe this inflation thing is getting a little out of control. <laughs> Two years after the fact. <laughs> right. <laughs> And of course, they're they're blaming the war for the inflation, but we know that's not true. Uh, since <laughs> we've been watching this for a while now, yes, <laughs> it's, that's like it's like there's a riot going on in the cafeteria. It's been going on for for twenty minutes, and like two minutes ago, this guy walks in, starts kicking the trash cans, and everybody turns and is like, "It's his fault. He started the riot." <laughs> no, not helping. Yeah, <laughs> didn't start it. Russia, you didn't help, but uh, now this was yeah. happening before. It's definitely definitely making it worse. Uh, the you know uh, global manufacturing bottlenecks are persisting. Mm-hmm. Looks like uh, high energy prices are here to stay. Uh, food inflation is is probably going to keep going up. You know. People are getting pessimistic. Consumers are getting pessimistic. Put it that way. Shocking. Uh, which means they're going to probably start spending less, and it's going to push it further towards that recession. Well, on the uh, the brighter side of that, I don't know the story that I have kind of ties in nicely with that. Uh, Biden ordering the release of a million barrels of oil per day over the next six months from the strategic reserves. Oh, wow. And you could see the results of that uh, oil prices drop pretty significantly uh, after that announcement was made. I think this was on, yeah, this was yesterday, uh, Thursday. Okay. So this is the this is the largest release from the reserve in its nearly fifty year history. Whoa! This isn't the first time he's released oil from the reserves. It's actually the third time in four months. Uh, in November, he re- released 50 million barrels uh, to lower energy costs and mid a spike of gas prices and inflation. And earlier in this month, they released another 30 million from the stockpile. But let's see, six months, so six times 30 to 180 million barrels is what he's planning on releasing, is what it sounds like. Wow. Do we know the size of the reserve? I did look that up because I was curious too. Um, these are stored in uh, like giant caverns and salt domes along the Texas and Louisiana Gulf Coasts. Uh, approximately 605 million barrels in reserve. 605 million barrels in reserve. Okay. Yeah, they started it uh, in 1975 after the oil crisis in 73. But one of the things that kind of caught my eye is like, okay, so they're not just giving this oil away, right? Like there's probably oil they bought from who knows how many years ago. So I'm guessing they are going to be selling it back to the, you know, whoever, I don't know who gets to buy it from them. But then I guess all the revenue that they generate, they're going to use that in order to restock the supply uh, after, you know, the crisis is over. So you said the reserve is 600 million? 605 million barrels. Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm looking at the government estimate that we have. Uh, we use well, just under 20 million barrels of oil a day. That is so much oil. That's a ton of oil, right? Yeah. Our reserves are, th- if, we, if, if we just stopped getting any new oil, we'd have 30 days. Well, I didn't think that the reserves were for, you know, everybody, but I thought the reserves were for like the military, but then you'd probably be saving up fuel and petrol and, you know, jet fuel and like the things that... Can't really do much with that, just raw oil <laughs> as far yeah. as like running your military. Yeah. Well, there's another little thing that kind of uh, was buried in this story, but Biden also, uh, uh, he proposed a use it or lose it policy for all those different companies that are sitting on approved but unused permits for oil production on federal lands. So he wants Congress to force companies to pay fees on wells from leases that they haven't used in years. So the companies that are owning, you know, rights to drill oil in federal locations, but aren't actually doing it, they're going to have to start paying a fee or start actually producing. 
Wow. So remember when all those frackers were saying like, I'm not going to, we're not going to increase production. Well, I mean, now you're either going to increase production or you're going to pay more to hold that land or those rights. If, if, yeah. If it's, if it's on federal land, for sure. Yeah. Use it or lose it. That I think is probably going to have a bigger impact or at least in the long term. But, uh, you know, the people who want us to switch to solar aren't going to be very happy about that. <laughs> well, I, I, I really think you couldn't ask for a better advertisement of why you should switch to, to, to solar power right. for things like heating and cooling. <laughs> then <laughs> what if there's a war and we can't get oil anymore? <laughs> well, what if there's a war and we can't get sun anymore, Dan? What about that? Then we're in the matrix and I'll be <laughs> fine. All right. What other stories you got? I had one that immediately caught my attention. The U.S. List, US listed Chinese stocks, uh, many of them jumped this week because China has announced that they are considering sharing the company audits that the uh, U.S. is demanding Chinese companies adhere to. Uh, so who is conducting the audits? Uh, the Securities and Exchange Commission. It's also interesting they use the phrase uh, considering, not that they're actually doing. Yes, well, <laughs> the, the fact that it's not an immediate no is amazing to me. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, but that just makes me think that, like, you know, China's going to be the one. Yes, we conducted this audit for you guys. Here are the results. <laughs> Don't worry. You can trust it. The, the China Securities <laughs> Regulatory Commission did talk to the media and say that uh, it's already met with some accounting firms telling them to consider preparing for joint inspections. So what China's idea is like, okay, you want these audits, but you're going to walk through them with our auditors. That sounds reasonable. It does sound reasonable. Uh, they, they still are reserving a framework to, to let most of the companies stay listed in the U.S., but certain companies they mm. definitely feel like have sensitive, sensitive data that uh, could get delisted. I don't know what China defines as sensitive data, but it looks like China's trying to work with the SEC. Sounds to me that uh, like a bunch of giant mega cap companies over in China have been watching their stair prices just plummet and decided to uh, to force change themselves. Right. Like, hey, China, if we keep these things going, we can keep doing share offerings to Americans, <laughs> getting their money. Hey, uh, losing billions of dollars here. Could you please fix this? Uh, so yeah. So immediately, of course, Things like uh, Baba and Neo started to respond. Um, yeah, Beidou and a bunch of them, yeah. Yeah, Yum China. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Chinese Taco Bell, my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I really want to go to a Taco Bell in China now. No, no. Uh, I got one last thing I wanted to touch on before we moved on. Uh, I don't know if you've got any more. Oh, I got a couple more. I could keep going all day. Um, I'll hit mine, then you can do yours. Okay. Um, and this is, <laughs> feels like I'm stealing your story, but oh. uh, the House did pass the marijuana legalization bill. Uh, oh, that was yeah. today, yeah. the Marijuana Opportunities Reinvestment and Expungement Act. Yes. Friday, April 1st, it passed. <laughs> and I think it really did pass. It's not a joke. <laughs> uh, this is the same bill, though, that basically passed the House last year, but never got through the Senate. Yeah. Uh, in addition to decriminalizing marijuana, the bill would establish procedures for expunging previous convictions from people's records and impose a tax on the sale of cannabis. Mm -hmm. And that's a 5% tax that eventually increases to 8%. Uh, that funding is supposed to go towards a fund to provide on-the-job training, mentoring, substance use treatment, legal aid, reentry services, and youth recreation programs. Uh, also provide loans to help small businesses in the cannabis industry that are owned and controlled by socially and economically disadvantaged individuals. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But uh, this bill still has the same problems it had when it was passed last year by the House and that it still needs to get through the Senate. And with the Senate being a 50-50 split and this bill needing 60 votes to pass, uh, I yeah. don't know. I mean, yeah. please, Republicans, don't be dicks. <laughs> but I don't have my hopes up. <laughs> uh, me neither. Uh, I, I want it. I want it to pass. I really want it to pass, but I would be absolutely flabbergasted if it does pass. Yeah. Yeah. I'm on the same boat. Like, it's just, it's just ridiculous to make that illegal, but yet alcohol. It, right. Um, in fact, it, I mean, I guess, I guess I could look at Tilray later if you wanted to, but yeah. <laughs> I didn't, uh, I was watching Cresco labs that today it didn't really seem to have much of a reaction to that. I think that was pretty much expected that the house was going to pass it, especially since they had a history of passing the same bill already. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dan, uh, why don't you wrap us up here? Real quick, uh, I did want to mention anybody watching the markets on Thursday, the last hour of the day on Thursday, the S&P index fell over a percent. I watched that. It just sank like a stone. I did find an article in Yahoo Finance talking about how uh, the JP Morgan hedged equity fund Mm -hmm. made $19 billion in options moves. Oh, wow. Is that from the rebalancing? Yes, they were rebalancing their quarterly uh, hedging, (laughs) and it it caused so much movement, it actually moved the entire S&P. One hedge fund rebalancing dropped the S&P 1.2% in an hour. I swear, this is what, I think Vico had a a newsletter he sent out the last time this rebalancing happened, or like towards the end of the year. Yeah, that's something we definitely need to remember when, uh, you know, we come to next quarter. Yeah, come, come June end of June, we're going to have another stuff's going to rebalance. Yeah. Right. And then it actually pushes and moves the market. So I thought that was really interesting and worth noting. Surprised just one of them managed to do that though. I would have thought I've been right <laughs> more than one. Yeah. Yeah. Sucks if you waited till after they did their rebalancing to do yours. <laughs> like, oh, right, shit, right. It just lost a percent. Well, just, it just <laughs> made me think like $20 billion on any given day can completely push the market. Right. Like then think about the how much that meant when the Fed was pouring hundred and eighty billion a month, which is what, six billion a day? Hundred and eighty, we'll say there's twenty ish days in a month. It's about nine billion a day, nine billion a trading day. Right? Like and that's gone. Oh, I'm so I'm so bearish right now. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> to, welcome back to Two Bears in a China Shop. All right. The last thing I wanted to touch on uh, really quick, just because it's almost like a public service. I, people should know about this scam. Have you ever heard of Zelle, the mobile payment app? Yes. Kind of like Venmo. Yeah. I think I use Venmo, not Zelle. Well, what's interesting to me is Zelle is just owned by a conglomerate of big banks. Oh. Banks don't scam people. Never, never. <laughs> I learned that from me and Frazier. Yeah. It's called Early Warning Services LLC. Early Warning Services LLC is owned by Bank of America, BB&T, Capital One, JP Morgan Chase, PNC Bank, US Bank, and Wells Fargo. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, a couple of big banks are behind this thing. Well, people are getting uh, texts saying like, hey, did you spend $1,000 at Walmart? And the text it looks like it's from from like JP Morgan or or whoever's bank it is. Right. If they respond to the text, then they call you and say they're like a Chase representative and get you to log into your account and and send the money in under the guise of refunding the money. Oh wow. Uh, but since it's not like a credit card, people who, people who get this scammed, it's just gone. Yeah, you can't get that back. Oh, fuck, that sucks. It's just gone. And like banks are like, but you authorized it. Right. So, you know, just so everybody be aware, bank employees don't call, text or email customers asking for access to your account or for you to send money in any way. <laughs> That's why anytime I get someone asking me to confirm a, a payment, I just say, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> it's my go-to response on just about any text I get. I always try and charge them. I always try and say, you know, you, you've reached you know, Dan's texting corner where I text you all sorts of random stuff. <laughs> to continue with this conversation, please deposit $50. <laughs> please send Please send your credit card number and we'll continue texting. Smart. Speaking of which, Dan, <laughs> it's terrible segue time. Two Bulls in a China Shop is proudly brought to you by Sue Pullen, a Fairway Independent Mortgage and Equal Housing Lender. Sue Pullen is a certified mortgage advisor who focuses on finding the right product for you and your needs. She has over 20 years of experience helping thousands of homeowners, whether it's purchasing, refinancing, even reverse mortgages. Sue is glad to help, and she will help. She's licensed in 27 states, so you can reach out and see what Sue can do for you. Best way to do that, just give her a call, 520-977-7904, or you can even send her an email, spullen at fairwaymc.com. Fairway Independent Mortgage has an MLS number 2289. Sue Pullen has an MLS number of 206048. That email again is spullen at fairwaymc.com, 
And that phone number is 520-977-7904. Two Bulls in a China Shop is also proud to be affiliated with the Trade Pro Academy. Trade Pro? Trade Pro Academy is the educational platform that offers institutional trader development programs and new and experienced independent traders. We've got a great staff of highly knowledgeable and successful traders, and there's no better place that we've found to learn everything you need to know to be a successful trader. Find them online at tradeproacademy.com, or you can use our affiliate link in the episode description. It's a great way to support the show and improve your own knowledge knowledge and skills. And if you join that Discord, we still have that 10% discount link there. Mm-hmm. Dan, how have the uh, new classes been? Uh, I haven't taken the new classes. I've just been watching the boot camp. Oh, that's right. You said you went pet there. But I, I, I mean, I imagine it's just a more in-depth look of what the boot camp's been doing. Yeah, I need to go through and watch it so we can talk about it because I'm pretty sure they revamped a lot of the stuff. It's it's one of those things where you you know you have to keep, keep up on the training. Right. Continuous education. <laughs> Continuous education. But I already learned it. Why do I have to go back to school? (laughs) Well, that edge needs to be constantly sharpened, guys. That's right. Yes. And it's true. For me, it's it's the the further I go from the education, uh, the more bad habits I pick up. Right. Little little tidbits here and there I forget. So it's like I constantly have to go back and be like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Gotta remember that, Dan. Gotta remember that. There's a nice thing about trade pros. Once you do sign up for any of those courses, you have access to them for life. It's not a subscription. Uh, speaking of subscriptions. Ah. <laughs> God damn it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we rock these segues, Kyle. Don't even pretend like we don't. God damn it. The awesome Flary and Leo from Orderflow Labs. Those guys are kind enough to share their toolkit with us for trading futures on CR charts. And let me just say, they have some amazing custom studies for structure and execution. Uh, they got the buy sell zones, exhaustion absorption detectors, reconstructed tape, liquidity zones, pivots, job pivots, pivots. Oh, so such good stuff. They got something for everybody. They are constantly on their Discord and on their YouTube interacting with their users, helping them get set up, helping them learn to trade using their tools. Uh, if you are trading futures, you got to check them out at orderflowlabs.com. Okay. Ready to ready to talk about some stocks? Ooh. <laughs> it- oh, am I? <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm ready to talk about stocks. <laughs> Someone's really excited. <laughs> oh, boy, Kyle. <laughs> oh, boy. I love these stocks so much. All right, thank you. <laughs> Talk about stocks time Looking for setups It's still not advice Big moves, fresh news And earnings All that we're saying It's still not advice Stop time Please don't sue us Oh, well, you want to start us off? GameStop was going kind of crazy on, oh God, what was this? The 31st. I wasn't sure. I thought it was just normal, you know, meme stock moving, mm-hmm. moving. But uh, this time is actually because the company announced to split its stock. Oh. And I think that's a great idea for GameStop, especially if you're, if you know that retail is like your main fan base. Who's buying it? Yeah. You might as well make it cheaper for them to try to get in there. <laughs> yes. Well, hey, look at Amazon split. I was immediately like, hey, I can afford Amazon options now. Right. Yeah. So it looked like it's supposed to be a two for one split, but I think they've, um, the, the filing is to try to get 300 million shares to a billion shares. Um, the increasing the share count, they want to do a stock split in the form of a dividend payout. Uh, but I'm not sure if this means that they're actually wanting to try to sell some of those shares, like issue new stock. That was not really clear in this, uh, this, I'd have to actually go through and read the proposal. Cause if it's, you know, 300 million to, to a billion shares, then it should be closer to like a three three to one uh, split. Good God. Sorry. I'm looking at the fact that GME in the last 10 days has doubled (laughs) and then pulled back from the double. Yeah. (laughs) It's a roller coaster. (laughs) Still happening. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) What's the, uh, what does the chart look like? Well, I don't remember when the last time we pulled this sucker up was, but I had, uh, I drawn, I'm looking at the daily. I had drawn a line at 161. (laughs) Yeah. Yep, I got that same one. <laughs> and I'm like pulling it up. I'm like, hey, a break and a retest. But I, for whatever reason, it really dove today. Yeah, it did. Got up at almost to 190, closed at 165. Well, that was the bleeding off of the initial spike of people trying to, because uh, it, it was, it's it, the announcement was in after hours on Thursday. Oh, so it's. Okay. Yeah, so it bounced uh, initially 
because uh, that was the first time chance people had to try trade it, but just slowly deflated as all these people. It looks like they bought it knowing that something was happening right after earnings. Mm-hmm. So that's a lot of buy volume. <laughs> I was picking up on that. Oh yeah. Yeah, right after earnings. Look yeah, at that. I'm guessing all those people were selling for a nice profit. Well, yeah, you buy it under $100 and it gets up to almost $200. Mm-hmm. But that is a structure change, uh, taking out the highs that were previously at, what, 132 on the most recent uh, bearish trend. Uh, like I said, that support does look like it's holding nicely. If it can hold that support, uh, maybe we can see a push back above. Get back above the 196 from here. 195, 196, and it should push it back up and, uh, you know, 215 to 220 area. If this fails, uh, then you're going to watch for 140 to 130 again. Probably 130 looks like a cleaner line. I only have two lines on this chart, and they're at 130 and 161. So Yeah, I'm adding more right now as we're talking. <laughs> Get one at uh, one 140. Eight and a half. Mm. Most obvious one that pops out to me. Yeah. No, I'd, I'd love to see GME still in the game, still getting a lot of love and action. Yeah, I love Ryan Cohen. Well, you don't have to, but it, it, it sure is polite to love him. Well, I do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, what do you got? Big news stock-wise. You know, a little tiny company called Ford Motors and a, another company in the auto industry called General Motors. I don't know if you've heard of them. Uh, it rings a bell. GM, don't they make uh, cereals? Yes, GM cereals. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> Thursday, they both announced that they're halting production at two Michigan plants due to uh, part shortages, maybe even semiconductor shortages. Uh, Groundhog's Day? Because I feel like we've heard this story before. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, it says right it, there, it's not the it's, first time. <laughs> It's, it's definitely not the first no. time. Yeah, the, the plant in Lansing and the plant in Flat Rock both are shutting down for a week. They're just uh, so backed up on the supply chain. They just can't get parts because car dealerships are fucking super low on inventory. So it's not like any kind of demand thing is keeping them from making vehicles. Right. It's 100% parts. These car dealerships want the cars. That's got to be good if you have, if you're sitting on a used car that you want to like get rid of, that's probably the best time to, to sell a car. Yeah. If there's no inventory for new vehicles, then you're going to think that used vehicle prices should be going up. I did think because my car keeps gaining in value. It's a 2016. And I was like, you know, if I switch to a motorcycle, I could, I could, I could probably make a quick five grand. Hmm. But then I would have a motorcycle and not the car that I enjoy. So Right. Then you'd also be <laughs> making poor life choices. <laughs> right. <laughs> not saying riding motorcycles is bad. I enjoy riding motorcycles. But having that as your only vehicle is probably not a smart move. It just, yeah, just because I want to throw five grand in an options trading account. Right. Yeah. Yeah, now you have to carry <laughs> groceries and <laughs> ride your bike with one hand. <laughs> oh, yeah. Ooh. Or oh. make 15 trips because yeah. you can only fill up two saddlebags. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no, I'll get a puffy jacket and I'll just have a tight belt at the bottom and I'll just pull my jacket <laughs> and zip it up. Anyway, uh, so if we, if we go back, I know we talked about the Ford stock several times. I think it's worth talking about it again. It's definitely done some shit since we talked about it. I was going to I was gonna do the GM one, but you were like, no, 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 stick, stick with Ford. I'd say stick with Ford. I haven't drawn any new lines, but uh, I did have this line at 1765 and I had another line at... 1655 i have the 1655 for sure sure yeah and that's definitely held as resistance twice now Mm -hmm. in this past week uh was it monday you know friday it closed right at that line and monday it dipped down a little bit and it's been above and then friday we uh we wicked down below it we've got a really key level i think at 1820 uh because i think if that level pops you've got such a thin volume running up to 19 that i think you're going to start filling that gap that was left behind on the latest earnings the twenty dollars down to 18 and a half dollar gap yeah the one that happened uh february 3rd mm-hmm mm-hmm uh, but I also don't see that, uh, there's nothing that looks really bullish about this. Nothing with the news, nothing with the stock charts. Like this looks, this looks like, uh, that 16 half is going to fail soon and it's going to come back and retest 15 half. And if it pushes through that, then I think 14 is the next target. Yeah. I think, and I think the break and retest the 16 half might be a good good opportunity to move in on some puts i will say it does look good uh, for for longs uh, at least the volume on the daily chart looks at least stronger on the buying than it does on the selling mm-hmm. and i do like the long tails when it's bounced off of that 1650 
region that you mentioned earlier. Yeah. So it looks like buyers are stepping in and defending that zone right now, but that also just means uh, if that does fail, then you're going to see a nice buy stop run or sell stop run. I think I think the the volume when you look on the hourly also re- reflects a, a bullish sentiment. Does it? Let's see. Oh yes, interesting. What about the weekly. Yeah, nobody start there. Weekly just looks whatever. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I can go either Pretty way on forward. I don't think it's it's not a bad shot to take. I think it's sixteen fifty, but I probably want more confirmation. I'd at least like to see the structure break, get above eighteen twenty, and then I'm interested. Sounds good to me. All right. Uh, you got any other? I think that's all the stories we got, right? Yes. Let's talk about. I want to talk about Johnson and Johnson. Okay. What about Johnson and Johnson? Well, we both had a nice trade on Bristol Myers Squibb, and I thought I, we had talked about it on the show, but we must have been talking about either BMY or I was just sharing this in the Discord. That bull flag that uh, Johnson and Johnson had been in from March 15th to March 24th. And it looks like it recently broke out of, uh, kind of went up, it tagged the previous high. It might've just marginally posted a new 52 week high. Oh yeah. On uh, what is that? That was the 31st, but then it got rejected pretty hard off of that. 30, 30 cents. Yeah. So, I mean, that's pretty close to a double top, but the fact that it's banging up against there, it's been looking pretty bullish uh, for quite a bit now. I don't like the rejection off of that 180 level, but I do like the long wick on Friday's close. And you can see that it, it tried to, to drop back down and retest the 175 and just buyers really just gobbled it up. Yeah. It opened low and, and just rose through the day. Yep. So this is one I got on my watch list. I'm watching to see if we can break that 180. Maybe look for a, a break and retest with good volume. Try to pick up some some call options and see. Maybe we can tag some Fibonacci extension levels, which I haven't plotted yet. Yeah, and I didn't pull the trigger on this one. I'm kicking myself because uh, we had the BMY trade and I didn't want to be double exposed to two, two stocks in the same sector. Like, just makes no sense from a risk management uh, standpoint. It's like, yeah, yeah, you're just doubling up on the one trade. Right, basically. So, But I'm still kicking myself. I think this one would have been the more profitable of the two. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's that's some great movement on it, especially this past week. Yeah, so if, uh, if it can continue holding that 175, then I think we see 180 get attacked again. If that 180 breaks, then we can really open it up. 175 fails, then looking at 171. 167, maybe even coming all the way back down to where those three touches on that 157 support. That probably a ways off. This is a stock that doesn't move that much. Or you wouldn't think. I guess it <laughs> It was the end of February when it was trading at 156. <laughs> it's been doing well since the war started. Well, I like it too, because with all those talks of recessions, like uh, healthcare is going to be healthcare utilities. Those are the types of sectors that the money should start you know, rotating into for uh, risk off type assets yeah so if you think there's going to be a recession these are the types of stocks you want to be looking for well i've got one last one to talk about real quick i teased it earlier oh yeah uh till ray look i know it's really easy to get excited about pot stocks i get excited about them myself but i don't think the passing of this bill is <laughs> anything gonna change no i don't thing. think so either so we we really saw uh, this this past couple weeks uh a, a real push run up on pot stocks with with the buzz that it's gonna pass they're gonna vote on it they're gonna vote on it uh i've remained bearish and if you look at uh i usually start with yolo before i look at tilray the 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 red volume candles are, are just destroying the green candles uh and then you move over to tilray tilray had a really killer couple days where i mean i bought those puts and they moved from like five dollars <laughs> eighty cents up to nine dollars i'm gonna guess you bought it on the day that it has like the <laughs> sectuple the volume of normal <laughs> yeah yeah that's the day yeah. i bought those puts Ugh. but look at the the response now that we've had a few days we've had three red candles in a row Solid volume on two of them. Yep, and long, long ta- uh, wicks on those days too. Really rejecting the the, the pushes. Yeah. So it's I got a line drawn at seven fifty that it's it's sitting at seven forty eight, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm expecting it to break under there. Going to retest seven fifty, and then I might pick up some puts again. Who knows? Maybe I'll get destroyed again and lose some more money. But <laughs> I remain I remain bearish on pot until. It 
until they, they say they're going to vote on this Senate thing and we have some Republican senators like, no, this is the smart thing to do. Then I'm like, okay, <laughs> moving it. Probably be too late by then. <laughs> well, I really want to watch, what I really do is, is I watch YOLO for the, the turnarounds. Mm-hmm. We did have the 513 cloud on YOLO on the daily turn green. Yep. And it does look like it's holding a support. So it's got some chance. It's, it's got some chances. I it? mean, I don't know. Show me another but, day. That, that, that last candle, I agree with you. I think it looks really bearish. But right. <laughs> uh, it's not officially, if you're, if you're just looking at the clouds, it's not officially uh, bullish until the gold cloud turns blue. Mm-hmm. So, and we're not there yet. Anyway, got any earnings? Uh, I didn't even look. Awesome. I think we're in the dead part, so skip that. Okay, well, let's talk about crypto. Yeah, let's do that instead. I got some crypto in my wallet. Hanging out on my Ethereum blockchain. Yeah, I got some crypto in my wallet. Some Doji Sushi Polka Dot. NFT Decentralized Anonymized Fabulous Cryptocurrency uh, Where is my story? It's the one article I don't remember reading. <laughs> oh, okay. I do remember. Yeah. Uh, let me to go first. Sure. Okay. You remember all those, uh, people that were donating to Ukraine and everyone got that warm fuzzy thinking about how nice people were and altruistic. Yes. Well, it looks like the data is showing that all those people were basically just trying to get a free NFT token. <laughs> what? <laughs> yes. Uh, like, you know, are you familiar with what an airdrop is? Basically a huge giveaway that entails handing out tokens to users. Oh no. This is a, this is a crypt crypto thing. Okay. Yeah. 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 It's, it's like an NFT basically. Airdrops could come in the form of NFTs, uh, yeah, or free coins or whatever. So on the 26th, that was when the uh, the Ukraine government announced that it would begin accepting donations. Uh, the tweet inc- included Ukraine's official Bitcoin and Ethereum wallet where crypto holders can send their donations. So on that date, according to the Ethereum blockchain, more than 2,800 transactions were sent to the wallet address on that first day. On the second day, just over 3,000 were made. By the 28th, however, the transactions were already dropping to just over 1,200. On March 2nd, Ukraine tweeted that the airdrop was confirmed. The window to get in on the airdrop would last until March 3rd. Uh, on March, on the day the airdrop was announced, the transactions shot up from 2,400 to more than 33,600. And March 3rd saw over 25,600 transactions made. It could have been even more. Okay, so... <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Hours before the cutoff to donate in order to receive the airdrop, the Vice Prime Minister of Ukraine and Minister of Digital Transformation, uh, Mikhail Fedorov, announced that the airdrop was canceled. The donations immediately plummet. The day after saw only around 840 and continue to have half every subsequent day. Only two to three dozen transactions a day have made it over the past week. Whoa. Okay. Okay. So let me just try and wrap my head around this for a second. Ukraine... Offered a prize in the bottom of the cereal box. Right. If if you bought their cereal, if you sent them money, when they when they said there's no prize, nobody wants to send Ukraine money anymore. Right. That. Wow. Wow. <laughs> okay. Okay. This is. <laughs> I just never thought that an NFT could be like that kind of incentive. Ah, people love a free hat. South Park taught us anything. Right? We give out free swag. Yeah. People love that shit, right? People love that (laughs) shit. All right. Okay. Sounds like what we really need to do is we need to design an NFT. Oh. So, Rayasaurus, if you're listening, it's time to make that two bowls token. Like the two bowls token, and then we can give it out when you donate money to the show? Uh, Yes. Okay. Oh, we need to have an outtakes episode one of these days. These are all the things that should have canceled us. (laughs) Well, hey, Kyle, I got a crypto story. (laughs) What do you got? Uh, Apparently, the European Union is trying to push some new guidelines that would require crypto service providers, the most common types of exchanges, to verify the identity of every individual behind an unhosted wallet that interacts with them. Oh, wow. 
any transaction greater than a thousand euros or about $1,100 would need to be reported to the authorities. That seems a bit excessive. Well, you're not the only one to have that take. Uh, Apparently, Coinbase CEO Brian Armstrong, uh, to quote, imagine if the EU required your bank to report you to the authorities every time you paid your rent merely because the transaction was over a thousand euros. Or if you sent money to your cousin to help with groceries, the EU required your bank to collect and verify private information about your cousin before allowing you to send the funds. Mm -hmm. How could the bank even comply? The banks would push back and that's what we're doing now. Yeah. $1,100. That seems ridiculous. Yeah. In fact, that seems like something that's trying to to quash crypto. They're trying to make it to where it's not even worth banks to even, uh, you know, deal with that space. Right. Like, oh, you you want to use cryptocurrency and be anonymous? <laughs> Here's some crippling regulations. <laughs> Have fun. Is could you imagine a law like that if it was like cash? Yeah, that's what the guy was saying. Pay your rent. Yeah. Oh, what'd you do with that that $1,100, Dan? (laughs) Fuck you, that's what I did with it. (laughs) Hookers and blow. (laughs) Hookers and blow. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, $1,100. I wonder, sorry. Not going to comment on the quality of hookers and blow you can get for $1,100 because I wouldn't know. Should be pretty good, you would think. Or has inflation hit that sector too? You know, I would like some hookers <laughs> and some drug dealers to call in, please. And let me know what inflation is doing to your market. Yeah, how much? <laughs> what can we get for $1,100 if I was planning Dan's bachelor party? Oh, hey, there you go. Actually, $1,100 <laughs> is more than enough. Anyway. I would think. <laughs> <laughs> enough to get the wedding canceled. <laughs> <laughs> Draw, motherfucker. Oh, God damn it. I have a good and I have an ugly. Okay. Okay. My good, I think by a country mile, was my Nike trade. Oh. I was just uh, very, very happy with the way that this trade was executed. I shared it on the Discord when uh, Nike was uh, banging up against a $140 resistance level. It was a pretty solid level volume profile dropping off above that. I jumped into the call or the puts. Didn't really him and ha around it. I just, you know, made the made the trade, wrote down my plan, executed it. And then I was able to take my profits uh, right as I hit my price targets, which was I was aiming for the gap fill of 134, uh 134 half. So uh, it was just it was a trade that took like zero heat. I got the low tick on the options contracts that I bought. <laughs> oh God, I love that. Uh, oh, and I think I had the high ticks on the sell uh, last I checked on Thursday. Although it, it might have gone up a little bit more today, but I was happy being out hitting my price targets and not having to carry the risk of what's going to happen tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, well done. The only thing that um, I could have maybe done better is I had about twenty or thirty percent sitting on open profit on the first day of that trade, uh, letting that ride without. Uh, trimming it i kind of went back and forth over whether or not i should take you know 20 percent when it's given to you like that on something that you just opened that day yeah but i was i think ultimately it just ended up not getting filled with the price that i wanted so i was happy with letting it continue right it worked out the next day yep well done the other good thing i did was i was playing around with those ema clouds you were mentioning and i threw them on my Mm -hmm. uh, futures chart and was testing out you know trading with them and i I think I hit five trades in a row, the five trades I took using those EMA clouds. Mm-hmm. And I think I ended up finishing on Sim with like 30 points on those five trades. <laughs> like not not bad. No, those, those EMA clouds are powerful. Yeah, not bad at all. I think they work really well in the future. So I'm going to work on trying to develop that some more too. I was able, and and I, I want to, all my good, there are several things that, that tie together. Mm-hmm. Well, should I open up trading view again so I can actually see it? You know, I said I was watching the Trade Pro Bootcamp stuff. And yeah. specifically, I was watching the stuff to uh, for, for using options order flow, right? Mm. Oh, nice. Yeah. To, in, to inform your, your trading. So I went through and I checked all the boxes. And, you know, I, I got, I've got options. Or, I've got an order flow now that I can log into and I can, I can research. And... I did all that last night. I wasn't trading today, which actually I thought that was a good thing too, because I was like, okay, I'm adding all this stuff to the system. Like I, I, I should just right. watch today. So I was just watching. 
And I actually managed to, using those EMA clouds, if you pull up the, the spy on the five minute, I saw that bottom hit and was able to call it to myself. Right. I think it was uh, on, on my trading view. It was uh, when, it, when it was around four, it got to its low, 449 yeah. area. If you load a trading view on the five minute, you got those clouds. You can see like the first one goes green. It goes up and it, that touches that other longer cloud that you were using for the futures. It pulls back to the green one and then starts to go up. And I was watching that and it pulled back to the green and the green held as support, the shorter term, the 513 cloud. Mm-hmm. And, and, I, and I said to myself, like, if you're day trading, that, that's a signal. Like, it just, it just turned. Watch it, watch it keep going. And that really, and that was the low for the day. Like, it never got back down there again to 449. Those clouds are so powerful. <laughs> I can't believe how I, I've been watching them. I want to start using them more, but yeah, I agree. I really like them. Yeah. I got them from Vico straight from Vico. Yes. But yeah, they worked really well today on the spy. I just felt, I, I felt really good uh, and really positive it, having done all the research and waking up this morning being like, this is a bearish day. You know, you can see it on the discord. I posted yesterday. I posted mega caps are showing me bearish movement. And today I woke up with the with like not just like my gut says it's bearish. It's like no, I looked at all of these things and these all look bearish. So I'm I would be looking for a put entry today for the spy scalp. And oh, I didn't even paper trade, but just just watching and and being able to to because it, because I had an informed bearish bias, I was able to look and and, and like when it hits the that cloud, be like oh. Okay, odds are this is a high probability trade. If I were to bat my puts right here, um, that felt really good. I just sent you a screenshot of the futures trades I did today using those oh. clouds. Yeah, look at that. Look at that. They ride them up and they ride them down. I actually changed the uh, the EMA cloud I was using for the shorter term to I think I was using seven fifteen seven thirteen or seven fifteen. I think it was seven fifteen. Okay, because that seemed to fit a little better. I'm going to report you to Vico for changing his system to <laughs> tweak it to your own nefarious needs. Well, and- <laughs> he never really talks about using it for, for futures. and No, he doesn't like, really. I just noticed it one day when I was pulling up TradingView and looking at the ES because I was away from my Sierra charts. And then saw like, holy shit, this thing really tracks that nicely. I have to start paying attention to that. Uh, who makes that study, by the way, if anybody else wants to, uh, to find it? Uh, on, on TradingView, it is yeah. the Ripster EMA Cloud Study. It, you can have, I think, I think it lets you do three or four clouds, but I, I only use the two. Yeah. Hi, right, Dan. Do you have a bad? Yeah. I mean, it, it was a little bad. It was a little ugly. It was a little good, but I had a, <laughs> I had a negative experience this week. Oh. Yeah. I uh, uh-huh. mis, misjudged how many day trades I had made and got my, uh, oh, shit. Got my flag, <laughs> oh, no. count flagged. Those assholes. That was, did you misjudge fun. it or was it just a discrepancy between your phone and the, uh, the computer? So my phone said I had two, but I knew that was a lie because I thought like, well, maybe I have one, right? but there's no way I have two. Uh, and, and I failed to do, I'll, 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 this is on me. I've got my notebook right next to me with the dates I've and trades. <laughs> I've got a spreadsheet on my computer with the dates of the trades. Right. I didn't check any of that. I was just like, oh, phone said I have two. I probably have one. Uh, no, I didn't. And man, and those puts really would have printed too if I hadn't gotten stopped out. Uh, for you meddling kids, um, right? <laughs> yeah. So, but luckily, uh, Meritrade, Thinkorswim, they actually have really solid customer service. I was able to get on the phone with the guy and talk to him about what was happening. They're like, "Well, we'll give you one free flag removal." Does 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 look like you know made an anonymous mistake trusting trusting your phone even though you should have known better my words <laughs> but then he then he laid it out and he was like you know if you just turn margin off and have a cash account you can day trade all you want you're just limited to the cash you have oh and I went what turn that fucking margin off bro <laughs> <laughs> shut it down yeah but then you can't do options can you I can do options. What I can't do is like a put spread. Yeah. You can't sell any options because you I need- can buy what? and s- I can only sell options if, if they're covered. Cash secured. Yeah. Ca- cash. Sec- uh, yeah. I could sell a cash secured put or a covered call uh, or I could sell a couple covered call. Gotcha. Cash account. Um, All right. That's, Seems reasonable. Yeah. So I said, I said, switch it over to cash. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to be starting the, the $1,000 spy scalp challenge one trade a day and uh, I'm going to be streaming it on Twitch. 
Oh, nice. Yeah, so look for Two Bulls in a China Shop podcast on Twitch. You'll see me doing uh, doing my trades. I'm not. I don't think I'm going to start trading on Monday though. I think I'm going to take a week uh, as as the prep and technical analysis, where I just spend each morning. Well, and yeah, you got a bunch of new tools that you've uh, you just doing. added to the toolbox. You should at least you know read the user's manual on them. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> Before you try right. to build a house. <laughs> ah, no, just dive right in. It'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, so I, I didn't have a bad, but I did have an ugly. All right. And I think we, uh, I think we mentioned it on the chat. Uh, I was looking through updating my journal stuff for, how oh, was this? This was Wednesday, I think. Uh, when I realized that uh, I haven't fucking journaled in like a, seven days. <laughs> Ooh. Like, ah, it's wow. after, uh, after all that talk about journaling and I let that slip that much. I mean, I hadn't done much during those days, but still. I'm definitely watching everything. I could at least be, you know, writing down stuff that I've been learning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I feel like I just screwed myself out of seven days of experience. All right. And I want you to take seven days to think about what you did wrong. <laughs> All right. I'll come back next week. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? Do you have any, any uglies? Oh, uh, yeah. It was day over trading and day trading <laughs> getting locked out of my account for a little bit. <laughs> Same, same thing. Yeah, it was bad and ugly. I, I yeah. don't know. That's that's really the only bad thing that happened this week in tr- as far as trading goes. I think I've been doing all right. Mm-hmm. I spent a lot of time this week just uh, watching videos and working on business stuff. Gotcha. You know, apparently running a podcast isn't just flipping record and sending it out to people's ears. No, no, there's more, <laughs> more to it than that. Damn it. Unfortunately. <laughs> oh, well, should we wrap this thing up, Dan? Yeah, well, how do we normally do that? Is it we we just uh, give each other high fives and ride off into the night to the sunset? I mean, we could start doing it that way if you'd like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I guess we got to make a new bet, huh? Play the song. All right. I need it, wanna beat it, gonna win it if I take it from you. Building my positions, quit your bitch and random's gonna lose. Got a chart full of levels and a stop that's not too tight. It's bet picking time in the shop, so pick 'em right. Pick 'em right, Kyle. We gotta pick 'em right. Ah, oh, fuck. I know. I haven't even made a choice yet. <laughs> Well, what are you going to go with? Oh, I get to pick first because I'm the biggest loser, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I feel like my instincts have not been doing me that that well, right? Right. I, I've really been off my game for months. I haven't won in so long. I don't even remember how when it was. So I, uh, I'm going to take. I'm going to just take a meme stock and run with it. A T E R, Aterian. Oh, that's why you didn't talk about it in stocks. You didn't want to give it away. Didn't want to give it away. This this guy came to my attention uh, on Reddit just because people are like, it's short interest is too high. Well, I had, I don't fucking know if that's true. But I do know it's at the bottom of a range. And I'll I'll try and play this this range. I like the buy volume it's been seeing lately. Yeah, it, it's been picking up. It's been like the 28th, 29th. Yeah, all the days they're green. Like the buy volume has been pretty nice. Uh, the stock right now is at two dollars and thirty cents, and it was uh, just a few, end of last year. It was up eight dollars, ten dollar area. So it's it's had a ba- it's gotten beat up and knocked down, but that's the, the underdog story that I know social media loves and the meme crowd. So why not? Who doesn't love a good meme stock? I'm gonna go ATER. I uh, I'll put my stop at two dollars. God, that's that's so far away percentage wise. Yeah, but you kind of have to with that. <laughs> yeah, I'll put my stop at two dollars. I'll put my take profit at two dollars and ha- half take profit at two seventy five. And then move stop to break even. Sure. At two seventy five. Oh god damn it! I have to pick something now. Yeah. I have no fucking idea what to pick. I kind of wanted to go Rivian. I was disappointed in myself with uh, when it tagged the level I've been watching since we first talked about it at 57, and it just fucking rejected off of that 57 all the way down below the next level at 53. 
And I was looking at shorting it then. I didn't. And then I was looking at shorting again this morning when it opened almost at 50 and I didn't and it closed at 46 and now I'm thinking it's probably too late because it's actually coming down to where there's been some rotations so I think I'll skip that one I think I want to go with the one that I've had a nice love-hate relationship over the course of this show uh AMD oh AMD broke out of the trend I think we talked about this last week that downward trend it came back it did print a marginally higher high from the previous. I mean, not much, but it's coming back down. It's re, it closed just above the support at 108 and it came down and tagged that trend line before rejecting off of it with some nice, nice, uh, volume into the close. This hundred dollar to 123 channel, AMD just loves being in there. Uh, yes. And that's kind of what I'm hoping for. Okay. All right. What's your, where's your stop? I think I got to put it around one oh. Let's see, eight dollars at a hundred dollars is going to be about eight percent. That seems pretty. Yeah, let's put it ninety nine. I was thinking that, but I almost rather be a little closer. Okay, closer to zero. All right, nine dollars. <laughs> no, I'll be at the bottom of that uh, profile range. We'll go with one oh three, and then if it comes down to a hundred, I will buy it at a hundred again. If I get stopped out with another stop at ninety. Ninety-eight. Okay. And hopefully you wrote that down because I wasn't writing it. I actually did. I did type that into my bet log spreadsheet. What did I say for the stop loss? One hundred three. One hundred three, and then you're going to rebuy it at hundred with a second stop loss at ninety-eight. I should just wait for one hundred three to buy it. Is what I should do. Mm-hmm. You should. But no, that's not how this works. I need to be in a trade. <laughs> Being tradeless is bad. All right, what's our what's our goddamn no good motherfucking random this month this week? You mean our stupid random that doesn't do well anymore? Mm-hmm. Um, let me get my dice dice app. I remember when you used to ask me for numbers, but well, because you were just pulling them out of your ass, you weren't actually rolling the dice anymore. I was not. I was using the Google random number generator. Oh, you were. Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought you were just. Oh, I feel like a seven today. <laughs> <laughs> you you hit that really well. <laughs> One, I didn't even realize that's what I was doing. Two, even if that's what I was doing, what's the, what, how is that any less random? I don't know. I just wanted to <laughs> make sure you weren't trying to pick stocks, uh, sectors that <laughs> you knew were not going to do good. No, no. <laughs> I, if you just Google random number, uh, Google will pop up a random number generator. It's like, give me one between one and two. Yeah. All right. Well, I've got uh, even and nine, which translates to. NASDAQ and 12, 8, 11, 10, 9. Consumer services. Uh, <laughs> uh, yes. Okay. So random has decided to go with Amazon. No. What? I, yeah, I did. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> well, the plus side is that Amazon doesn't move that much. And if it could only buy, you know, a sixth of a share. I don't know. Amazon's had some pretty epic weeks. Yeah, it is. A couple weeks ago, it it went from 2,900 to 3,200, so it can still move. All right, random, pulling out the big guns, huh? You got embarrassed last month? You feel like you got something to prove? Yeah, yeah. It's going to be hard to debut the random stock generator with that, by the way, on Twitter. (laughs) Right? (laughs) It randomly picked Amazon, one of the bigger cap. Stocks, no problem. <laughs> no, nothing to see here. <laughs> I know, right? No, honestly, though, looking at the weekly on on Amazon, it's looking pretty pretty bullish. Yeah, great. Hopefully, uh, it just won't translate to much actual return for random. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll see. Yep. There you have it, folks. Kyle is going long on AMD. I'm long on ATER, Ader, <laughs> and Raider picked Amazon somehow. <laughs> All right. Yeah, after after Kyle accuses me of rigging it. I know, right? <laughs> well, I didn't want you to influence the random. Is this the first time that random has like the most uh, high profile stock, a choice of us all? The highest market cap? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think so. All right, folks, stick around. We'll uh, We'll be back at you next week, probably with some... Stick around. Oh, no, the show's over. Oh, shit. All right. Well, I mean, like, I mean, like, I'm tired and my brain's not working. All right, folks, thanks for sticking around. There we go. There, there it go. is, Kyle. That there works. you go. There it is. Now I know what I'm doing again. <laughs> thanks for sticking around.
it's always, always a good time here in the shop. We'll be back at you next week with the exciting results of whether or not Amazon did better than some weird meme stock I picked and Kyle's precious AMD. I also have Order Flow Labs coming out on Wednesday. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Between now and then, you'll get some delicious Order Flow Labs. Mm-hmm. Uh, but tasty. Until next time, happy trades. Goodbye. Two Bulls in a China Shop is an entertainment program, and all thoughts and opinions expressed in the show belong to the hosts and not of any company. They are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual or on any specific security or investment product. It is only intended to provide entertainment about stocks in the financial industry of trading. If you make trades based on what you hear in this show, you assume all risks for those trades.